This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hi everyone, it's Doc with a special announcement. We are going to take a cruise through some of our most popular episodes from prior seasons to get everyone fired up. Now our new content will continue to drop on Saturdays each week, but we will also be re-releasing these great episodes on Monday for your morning commute. I know you've all heard about Classic Rock. Well, we're going to call these episodes Classic Doc. Sit back, settle in, and enjoy the ride. Hi everybody, it's Doc from the John Freakin' Mirpod, and I want to let you know about our new website on WordPress. Take a few minutes and check it out. You'll be able to find pictures of the pod's guests, links to the podcast and social media accounts, ways to support the pod, how to get in touch, and our entire back catalog is there, including episode summaries. Miss these sections of the JMT episodes? You can find them there. Missed a Triple Crowner episode? Yep, that's there too. World travelers, adventure athletes, polar explorers, Barkley Marathon competitors, authors, filmmakers, documentarians, and more are waiting for you. Take a look at the new website, and just a reminder, adventure lives here. Mountains don't care. Lieutenant Commander Gingerballs. All right, so the CDT starts in the boot hill of New Mexico. So Google that, and you'll see on a map where the boot hill is. It'll make sense. So I left um, 
Durango, Colorado on a, uh, on a Greyhound. No, on a flight. And I flew to Albuquerque. And then from Albuquerque, I took a Greyhound down to Lordsburg, New Mexico. Has anybody been to Lordsburg, New Mexico? I don't know. This is the first okay. time I've heard of it. All right, so it's on the I-10. So if you're driving the I-10 down there, go to Lordsburg. Not a whole lot there. Um, and then an amazing dude whose wife runs a hotel down there said, I will take you to the start of the CDT. So from Lordsburg, you think you're in the most southern part of the United States, you're not. He took me 85 miles south on dirt roads to get to the start. The start of the CDT is insane. Um, but he, his car couldn't get all the way, so he dropped me off three miles north of the border for the start. And it's like 4 p.m. I'm like, all right, I got this. So I hike south four miles, got to the border, did my selfies at sundown, and then went like a half mile and just set up camp like, all right, this is it. And that border, there's no wall. It's a barbed wire fence that's been run over by cows and nobody cares about a border in that little area. Uh -huh. It's pretty amazing. But you got a little little statue, take your selfie. And uh, then you got to do 85 miles of the desert and there's no trail. There, there's no trail. You're in the desert. The only people you're going to see is Border Patrol. And they're going to roll up on you. And if you speak English, they're like, hey, have a good day. If you don't, yeah, it might be a little different story. Um, so that first couple days, then you get back to Lordsburg, where you started. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I would say that's a, that's a very interesting experience for anybody that's going to hike the CDT. Is that why you said don't start with the CDT? I mean, if you if, if that was your impression or your understanding of what hiking, oh. the long hike is, that, uh, you know, if that was your first time out there just finding your way in the desert with no visible trail, that'd be something. I, no, I think people be like, this is stupid. How am I going to get to Canada? If the whole way is this to Canada, <laughs> you're never going to make it. Never. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freaking Mirpod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute, help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. All right, on to this week's episode. I am very excited to welcome to the pod a bona fide member of a very select group of through hikers, those who can call themselves triple crowners. Welcome to the pod, Ben, who also goes by the trail name Ginger Balls. Thanks, man. Hey, thank you for having me here. I'm in uh, freezing cold Colorado right now. It's dumping snow. Uh, best place I could be. I'm off tomorrow, so I'm going to snowboard all morning. And I'm actually, I, I can't wait. So uh, it, it's been a dry winter and we've, we're finally getting dumped on. So I've been watching the snowfall all day while I'm at work. And tomorrow morning, I'm up early and hitting it, uh, hitting Mary Jane and Winter Park. So 
Very good. Very good. Now let, let's, uh, let's talk about the trail name, Ginger Balls. We go strictly by trail names here on the pod. So you know, I'm, Doc, yeah, I'm Doc and you're Ginger Balls. Do you, do you ever it, abbreviate it. that to, uh, to just balls or, no, that, or how that, does that work? Somebody else has that trail name. I've heard uh, the, there's a lady out on trail that's balls. So I can't, I can't use that. Um, actually, in my trail families, it gets shortened to Jeebs. I think that's easier. Or uh, GB um or just ginger balls so okay um i on instagram i do use hiking ginger bee just to kind of mellow it out a little bit you know don't, don't want to offend anyone but on trail no i'm ginger balls so okay and I, I hesitate to ask but is there a story behind the trail name yeah well there's my story and then there's probably <laughs> the original trail family story on the at so i was hiking with so i'm a little bit older hiker um and I was hiking with some younger kids and uh, they knew a lot more about hiking than I did. And, you know, I needed a trail name. So it was like, it was old man and that's not good enough. And then, you know, the sophomore humor started coming in and it was, you know, old man balls and just kind of kept just, I was OMGB, old man ginger balls for a long time. And they'd call me OMGB and then it just formulated to ginger balls. And then the story I like to tell is uh, the second year on the PCT, uh, there was a, a young lady on the trail and she was from another country and didn't speak really good English, but she came up to me and she's like, so ginger balls, they call you this because you're brave and strong. And I said, yes, exactly. It's, that's exactly it. So that's my story. And then, you know, I'm sure the, uh, the guys that gave me the name have a little different story. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's great hey uh ginger balls have you listened to the podcast before mm, only one and I, I honestly i can't remember uh who it was um so that's okay that's I okay I, I want to give you a heads up about a regular feature that we okay. have on the pod and that is the pro tip insight of the week and so yeah. when we get towards the end of the episode i'm going to turn to you i'm going to say hey ginger balls what is your pro tip inside of the week? What can you share with our listeners that's mm. going to make their adventure uh, that much better? What kind okay. of insight? What kind of tip? I, what kind of? I got, uh, okay. I got a simple one. Okay, don't give it away yet. It's going to be at the no. end of the episode. I got it. All right. Also, a, a new feature that we've added this second season is the must bring gear review. So mm. I'm hoping. I'm always looking for for great tips on uh, gear. Looking for good gear review. What are your What are your must bring items? Can you boil it down to just one, and maybe even tell us tell us about why that is, and, and if you have a particular brand that you prefer. Um, you know, if I'm going to go with just saving your life out there on trail, one thing you need you got to you got to spend the money on a tent. Um, that's that's what's going to save your life. Um, Probably saved my life on the PCT in a snowstorm. We can get into that. Got caught frostbite, frostbite stuck in the Sierra. Um, and I don't know if the brand matters as much as you just need a good solid tent. That, that's not going to fail on you. Um, the tent I used for the entire PCT, I also did half the AT this year just as a, a, a dumb warm-up in the snow, which wasn't the smartest idea. But, hey, I, you know, it was fun. But I used a Z-Pax duplex. And I slept in that thing every night from, I started hiking in late February and I ended uh, September 1. So I slept in that duplex and 
it, it became my home. I mean, like I love setting that thing up and just crawling in it. And uh, it never failed me. Uh, high winds, high heat, freezing cold, never failed me. So I, I would say must have out of everything you've got, you need a shelter and you need a good shelter. And, you know, mine happened to be Z-Packs this year. Uh, previous years I used uh, Big Agnes. The previous two years, different, different two tents. Um, but yeah, shelter. Yes. And the, the Z-Packs duplex, is that a trekking pole tent? It is trekking pole, two person, uh, and with one person in it, all your gear fits in there, your backpack, your shoes, everything, nothing's left outside for any, uh, critters to eat your shoes. Cause you, you know, they're salty or anything else you leave out. Everything fits in there very comfortably for one person. Nice. And are you strictly a tent guy or do you do a uh, cowboy camp or, or, uh, mm. uh, tarp or anything like that? No, I'm a tent guy. Tent you guy. Know, I, yeah. I just, uh, I mean, I, I see the allure of cowboy camping, and that's cool. Um, I see the allure of hammock. I see the allure of, you know, bivy. But, no, I'm a tent guy. I like my privacy. I'll, you know, I like to get in there, read, you know, for 30 minutes or whatever, and then pass out and recover for the next day. You like your privacy. I, th I figure ginger balls just let it all hang out. Well, I do. Like, that's in town. That's when, when you get to town and you let it all hang out. But, you know, when I'm hiking, it's serious. I just want to – I want my privacy. I – I'm older. I need my rest. So recovery is a huge thing with me. Um, I'll hike all day long, big miles, but I, I got to recover. Good food, good sleep, and I'm, I'm ready to go the next day. Great. Now, you said a couple times you're, you're an older guy. Let's, uh, let's back up just a little bit and talk about your background. You know, where did you grow up, uh, your family? Uh, How would you get involved in the hiking cult? Um, what, what do you do it's to – What good do you do call. to – It's a cult. Yeah, for it sure. Definitely is, um, and sure. I've bought I've bought in 100. Um, percent So I was born in Dallas. Um, so um, then shortly after that, moved to Midland, Texas. Anybody familiar with Midland, Texas? There's not a whole lot out there. There's no water. It's flat. There's unless you're in, you go you move out there to be in the oil industry. Um, so I I left there when I was about 13. Went to Florida really got into surfing, complete different, you know, dynamic, very different culture. And then I enlisted in the Navy and um, immediately went to Desert Storm. So that's how old I am. Uh, I was in Desert Storm. When, so I'm, I'll just tell everybody, I'm 52. Um, oh, you're a youngster. Okay. Well, how I, got you, you? I got you beat by, by a year. Okay. There you go. All right. Um, so, you know, enlisted in the Navy, immediately went to Desert Storm. That kind of gave me a good slap in the face. And uh, said, all right, I want to make this a career. So I put a lot of effort into becoming an officer. And then about year seven and a half, eight, I became, I got a commission with the officer candidate school. I uh, got a commission and just, you know, dedicated my life to the Navy. Um, same time I was married, got married very young, had two amazing children. Um, and then when I got out of the Navy, well, let me back up. So I have two kids. Um, my daughter's in LA, uh, living with a boyfriend and a dog, amazing dog, great boyfriend. And she's just- <laughs> That was great. <laughs> living with a dog and her boyfriend, amazing dog. I was waiting to see how that was gonna finish no, up. No, no, I said That was good. Hey, Sam, amazing boyfriend. They've been together <laughs> seven years. It's you know, a great relationship. Uh, probably better re relationship than I've had in a long time. Um, so kudos to them. 
And then my son's in Wichita um, with his wife, and I've got three beautiful granddaughters. So uh, congratulations. Uh, they've really turned out to be amazing people. Very proud of them. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's go back to, to OCS. Does, does this mean that you are Lieutenant Ginger Balls? Uh, Lieutenant Commander. Lieutenant Commander Ginger Balls. Yes. Okay. I, All right. I retired, I retired Lieutenant Commander. So, yeah. And my trail name was kind of, you know, going through. They were trying to find a good uh, military name for me, but it was all like off of video games, like Commander, Master Chief. Like, that's all they knew. So I was like, no, I don't want any of that. Let's get away. Uh, you know, I've left the military. I've, I'm not holding on too tight. Good Top Gun reference there for anybody out there. Thanks, Top Gun. I am not holding on too tight. Okay. So we, we will we'll, only in the, the most formal of situations will we refer to you as Lieutenant Commander Ginger Balls. Otherwise, yeah. it'll just be strictly Ginger Balls. Or Jeebs. Yeah, yeah. Jeebs. Oh. Got it. Um, so, yeah. So I retired from the military and then I went straight into the military industrial complex and I was a government contractor and I did that for a while. Um, just one scratch and an itch. I uh, moved from San Diego to Virginia Beach to work for a good friend of mine. Um, owns a running company, uh, JNA Racing, for any Virginia Beach fans out there. Um, worked for them for a few years. They're great friends. I've known them for 20 plus years. And, you know, that still wasn't scratching the itch. I'm like, okay, what am I looking for? So at some point, I woke up and just said, all right, I sold property, car, toys. You know, I had five surfboards, didn't need them. Uh, especially in Virginia Beach. Sorry, Virginia Beach surfers, but it sucks compared to San Diego. Um, so I, I started selling dive gear and all, golf clubs. I suck at golf. I'll never play golf again. So I, I was like, I don't need this stuff. And I'm like, all right, what am I going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to go hike the Appalachian Trail. And I went and hiked the Appalachian, started the Appalachian Trail with pretty, not a whole lot of knowledge. 40-pound pack sticking over my head, total noob. You look at the picture, it's like, who is that guy? He has, he's going to die. Now, so. Jeeves, did, did you start selling everything before you knew you were going to hike the AT? Or did you have a, a realization, I want to do some through hiking, I want to I hike a long trail, I want to get out there, and so I'm going I'm to start selling everything. What, what happened first? All right, so let me back up. So probably 10, 12 years before that, I was dating a girl, um, and we, she took me, she lived up in the Northeast, and she said, hey, let's go hiking. It was more camping, it was car camping. And she took me to Franconia Notch. And we set up in the White Mountains. And she said, I'm going to take you on these hikes. So we got, we, we go hiking. You know, I was, I was a rock star. I was hiking 10 miles a day. Oh, huge. That's five up and five down. And then just drinking beer and car camping. Thought I was a rock star, right? And then one day we get to the top. And I, these guys walk up and they smell like death. And they got these tiny packs. And they're shoving food in their mouth. I'm like, hey, so how far did you guys hike today? And they're like, ah, 20. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you're full of shit. Where'd you start? And they're like, Georgia. I'm like, all right, I'll play along. Where are you going? And they're like, man, I'm like, ah, whatever. And she's like, no, idiot. It's a real thing. It's called the Appalachian Trail. And I'm like, at 30, how have I never heard of the Appalachian Trail? So I immediately dove in on books and just started. I'm like, all right, when I retire, this is what I'm going to do. I retired and I did immediately do it, kept working. And so I guess got to a point in my life when I was like, all right, this is it. This is time. If I, if I don't do it now, and I'm that guy that everybody here is going, oh, I, I could have hiked the Appalachian Trail. I wanted to. You don't want to be that guy. I was like, no, right. I'm going to do it. Everybody thought I lost my mind. Uh, maybe I did a little bit, but 
um, I went and hiked and suffered and learned a lot. And, um, you know, it, yeah, that's it, took the, on, that's, it took me on this journey. Yeah. That's the tagline of this, of this podcast is, you know, I, I finish every episode with embrace the suck because that's, that's what we do out there. You embrace that's the, the suck. hashtag of the Appalachian, I mean, of the uh, Continental Divide Trail and it's 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's interesting the way it, it kind of came to you. It kind of, you know, you were out there car camping and you ran into these guys and you had this moment of, okay, this, this is actually a thing. And it kind of germinated for a, for a bit and you, you made the decision you're going to do this. So you, so, so me and that girlfriend, you know, we broke up um, and I'm going to blame deployments in the military on that breakup and maybe a little bit of age difference, but I actually, when I was on the Appalachian Trail, I actually hit her up and, you know, I knew she was married and she had two kids and I'm like, hey, listen, if you want to come meet me, bring the whole family for one day just to hike because she thought it was so, you know, I know she thought it was cool I was doing it and I was like, bring everybody out. She goes, yeah, that's probably not a good idea. And I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, you're married, you got your own life. But that moment is what really like put through hiking into my mind of, the possibility of walking from Georgia to Maine. It kind of blew my mind. I was like, these people actually do this. Um, so that's what put it in my mind. I read books for 10 years. I, I remember being on deployment, ordering books, you know, um, just maps and studying it and like, oh, I want to do this. But then it went away for about 10 years mm-hmm. or five years or however long. And then I just saw a window like, all right, hey, you're working, you've got everything you need, but you're not happy. What's going to make you happy? You always want to do this. So I went out and did it. And I highly recommend everyone to do a through hike at some point in their life. That's, that's great advice. Um, when you did the AT, is this when you, when you had that 40 pound pack and you didn't know a whole lot, was this 2018 or was that even earlier than that? No, no, it's 2018. Um, and I, so uh, a good buddy, a, a buddy of mine from middle school happened to live down near the start of the Appalachian Trail. And we had always kept in touch in this middle school. And then we hadn't talked and we would randomly talk on kids' births or birthdays or whatever, just kept in touch. Um, and so I hit him up and was like, hey, dude, I'm going to hike this trail. You live near there. I'm going to take the Amtrak down. He picked me up in the morning, dropped me off on the trail, thought I was crazy. And... Um, I started hiking, but I met a kid that first day. So you check in, you get your number. You don't have to, but it's a good idea. You get a cool little tag to put on your back. Um, and uh, there was this kid with a pack that was about this big. And, you know, mine was sticking out here. And I looked at him like, these kids going to die. For, so our audio, for our audio listeners only, uh, he put his hands really close together when he was talking about that kid's small pack. And he, yeah, yeah. Raised, it, he raised his hands really high when he was talking about his pack. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I looked at this kid. I'm like, I'm, this kid's going to die. Like, I have everything to save everybody's life on the trail. Like, I'm prepared. Military's got me prepared. I got three of everything. First one fails. Second one fails. Third one's good to go. Um, and turns out this kid's scrapbook had already hiked the Continental Divide Trail and the Pacific Crest, Crest Trail and knew way more about hiking than I could ever imagine. And um, we kind of became a trail family. And then another, you know, a couple other people filled in there throughout the hike. And I learned a ton about him. We'd go through my pack. He's like, you don't need this. I'm like, no, I need it. No, you don't. I, yes, I do. 
and then gradually each day or week I would get rid of more and more. And um, so I got to give a lot of credit to scrapbook. Thank you, Garrett. Um, uh, so that was my day one. I met him and that was kind of, it was a very important day to meet that guy. And help so, so scrapbook made a big impression on you, big influence on you. And if I heard correctly, he was finishing up his third of the three long trails right. uh, so while you, was, were, you were starting your first. So he was doing his, his, his triple crown completion hike. He was. And he was, I, I want to say he's 19 and I'm, I was 49. And, you know, the, the dichotomy is crazy. But, it, you know, I still keep in touch with him to this day. And uh, we've talked about doing future hikes. He actually came out and met me last year on the PCT. Uh, just to do a few days with me. And, uh, you know, we, we talk occasionally like, Hey, what's up? What are you doing? Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I want to say that, you know, being out on the trail or the trail in general, uh, mountain climbing in general is it's, it's the great equalizer. It takes people from all walks of life, all different sizes and shapes, different ages, and everybody's on equal footing out there. You know, there's a sign when you enter Rocky mountain national park on the CDT, and it says mountains don't care. And it's very true. Mountains don't care. Don't care about your bank account. Don't care about your, your previous experience outside of hiking, your age, your gender, your color. Mountains don't care. And I love that. Um, and I use that often when, you know, when I'm out there that these mountains don't care. You, you have to show respect and you have to, you know, put in the work or, or they're going to crush you. Yeah, I love that. I, I wrote that down. Mountains don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that hashtag somewhere. Hashtag somewhere. mountains don't care. That's right. Yeah, I love Beautiful. it. Beautiful. Beautiful. So tell us about that first trip. I mean, you're out there. Uh, you, you had done a lot of reading in the 10 years leading up to this, but maybe not a whole lot right before it. You've got your 40 pounds worth of gear. You, you hit the trail and uh, take us through the AT. How did it go? Um, one of the harder things I've done. I mean, I was legitimately crushed at the end, physically, mentally, emotionally, like I, it, it was, it was hard. Like the AT is not easy. And, you know, we had a great trail family. We, so I did that hike with a trail family. I've done all three hikes differently and we can get into that. Um, yeah. Who was in your, who was in your trail family on the AT? Oh man, I'm going to forget somebody. Someone get in trouble, but brew. If you're watching this brew, love you, dude. Um, of course, scrap scrappy was there. But I'm going to call Scrappy out because uh, Scrapbook left us in New York to chase, uh, we call it Pink Blazing. Um, mm. You know, he met, met, a, met a very nice young lady and he's like, hey guys, you know, I'm, we're like, hey, go finish your Triple Crown, go. We're already towards the end and he, he wanted to hike a little faster than we were doing. And uh, so, yeah, so he didn't finish with us, but um, yeah, uh, Cruz who, and Cruz finished his Triple Crown this year too. Yeah, brew. Um, yeah, brews and cruise. Brew, brew, brew and yeah, cruise. Brew. Okay. Brew, cruise. There's blueberry, uh, spike. No, uh, Amazon. No, Prime. We named Prime. him. He was Prime because he bought all his gear on Amazon. So we called him Prime. Um, I mean, there was a bunch more in, in and out. Meow, meow hikes. Uh, he's big on YouTube. He was in there for a little bit. So we, you know, we kind of, everybody gets kind of molded in and, um, you know, people would leave for a little bit. I lost my grandmother on trail. So I left for a little bit and, um, one unexpected when she got sick, I said, Hey guys, I'm going to hike 
big miles get ahead of you guys. I had to leave for five days. I came back. They were already ahead of me. I had to catch them. Um, so we were very fluid, but, you know, there's a core group. And uh, it was an amazing time. I mean, I some of the best memories of my life right there with those guys, other than my military experiences. But mm-hmm. um, outside of the military, yeah, definitely great time. And then, hey, go ahead. Any of your military buddies, uh, you share this with any of your military buddies? And, and what are their opinions of you just uh, heading out on the, the trail for months at a time? Um. I think they kind of expected it from me. I mean, I, I, I was a little outside the mold of my community uh, in the Navy. So uh, it wasn't any surprise to any of them. Um, but I got to give a shout out. So last year I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail and um, I hiked with a group called Warrior Expeditions. Um, amazing group. And basically veterans that have at least one combat tour apply and Warrior Expeditions will give you your tent, your pack, your shoes, your socks, and, you know, everything you need and some support along the way. And, you know, the Appalachian Trail was – the first person that hiked the AT was a, a military vet that was walking the war off. So Warrior Expeditions kind of took that in. And, um, you know, being outdoors definitely helps vets with uh, PTS and um, – you know, just that transition from military to civilian. That's, that's the hard spot. And uh, so Warrior Expedition is there. They choose about 40 vets a year. Um, they get a lot of applications, but they choose 40. And they put like five on the AT and six on the PCT and three on, you know, and they do some paddling and all these adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely I give a shout out to Warrior Expeditions. I met those guys on the AT. And then I said, okay, I'm going to do the PCT. I'm going to apply for this. So I got selected for that. So we started out as a group of six and probably two or three of us had hiked previously and two or three hadn't ever hiked. So we stayed together for about five days. And then we all kind of said, Hey, we're all going to do our own thing. And a couple stayed together for a while, but I, I took off cause I was like, Hey, you know, I, I want to go. Right. Um, so I did the PCT half trail family, half not. And so AT full trail family for the most part, 90%, uh, PCT half trail, half not. And, um, met some great people, little Skittle, uh, Jader and, uh, some other ones that, you know, I was with the whole time, but I would leave to go do other things mm-hmm. and we'd rejoin. And I got, I got hurt on the PCT, got frostbite really bad. So if anybody goes to scroll through my Instagram, you'll uh, see some pics. You probably don't ever want to see Ooh. again. Might have, uh, to have some uh, warning disclaimer on there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's, let's, there's a lot to unpack right there. A couple things. Uh, one, right. one is that I know that a lot of people are doing these long hikes uh, to figure something out, whether it's, it's something about themselves and deal with something that, you know, that they've got deep inside that they've got to work on and figure out or, or something, you know, in their, in their lives, uh, exterior, you know, they've gone, gone through, you know, a divorce or, you know, job loss or yeah. something. And I don't want to get too deep, too fast here, uh, ginger balls, but, uh, were you, were you working on something out there or, or was just, just a passion of yours? No. Nah everybody's working on something. Yeah. You know, it can be a passion, but everybody's working on something. And uh, 
I, I really feel like, um, you know, I, um, I found happiness, you know, I found what I want to do, who I, I found who I want to be. Um, I, before I started hiking, I wasn't happy with who I was, you know, in the year or two before that, I, I, I just didn't like who I was and I, you know, for whatever reason and um, getting out there in the wilderness and you meet the most amazing people when you're on trail. You really do. I mean, there's always a couple shit bags, but they go away. You know, if you don't like somebody, you just hike a little faster and you, you, you get away from them. And the people that are good and you form a core group, you all hike together and you just build those experiences. Um, and that's what I love about trail. Like majority of the people are just really good people. And then you'll get some strap hangers that will come in and you know, they're not going to last. They're just, they're just there for a Instagram pic or a, Hey, I hiked the AT, but they didn't. But the core people that put in the work, hike the trail, you all come together and it's, it's a, it's a beautiful community. And um, I, I've never been happier. I mean, three years in a row I've hiked and that's what I love. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that was pretty profound. You you found who you want to be, and one of the yeah. things that that uh, I've realized uh, talking to folks who have been out on the trail is that there is there's no hiding on the trail. I've talked uh -uh. to some couples who have gone out, and when It'll you're with somebody twenty four twenty four seven, there's no hiding. There's there, everything is going to be uh, very clear at the end of this hike, and I think that's the same for as you said about yourself, you found who you want to be. There's no hiding from yourself out there. I mean, right. you are, you are out there with your thoughts and you're working on stuff and uh, there's no hiding. So I want to say through hiking, it will expose the, the frauds. It'll expose you. And if you're faking it, you're done. Like you're not going to make it like that's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you go out there and you find that this not for you, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but for me, like I fell in love with through hiking. I, I'm very comfortable with myself now, especially the CDT. There's no one on the CDT. So I spent most of this year from February to September with my favorite hiking partner, which is me. Um, <laughs> Cause you know, I call myself on my own bullshit. So it's, um, you know, it, hike through hiking definitely uh, let me know who I am and mm -hmm. uh, this is what I want to do. And I want to get back to the community, and that's why, you know, represent uh, brands such as Granite Gear. If anybody's not following Granite Gear, you're missing out. They're doing great little uh, hot minutes every week, and they're very socially conscious, but not overwhelmingly so. You know, they're not taking sides, they're not pulling fingers. They're just bringing, trying to bring everybody together, and I think that's very important. Yeah, I'm very happy with, with the pack that I carry, Granite, Granite Gear Crown 60. It's awesome. Hey, so I hiked the PCT Granite, Granite, uh, Granite Gear Crown 60, and I hiked the CDT and half of the AT with it. So I put 4,000 miles on this pack right here. So, wow. And I could take that out and do – I think I could do another through hike with that pack right there. It's that strong. It's that, it, it's that good. It's durable. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Now, I, I want to go back to um, – hiking with a trail family, because, you know, I've, I've never done a long trail. And my idea, I think before I started this whole podcast adventure, when I, when my, my view of hiking with the trail family 
would be that you know, everybody's hiking together and you're kind of just going along in this group. But that's, uh, I've come yeah. to find out that's not, that's not exactly the case. You know, I talked with Barney Scout Man a few uh, episodes ago. Legend. Wrote, yeah, he wrote Journeys North, legend. right? Did, did you go to his house? Did he host you? So uh, he didn't host me, but when I hiked the PCT that morning, I had to pick somebody up at his house. My daughter, Jordan, was driving us, and we went there, and I was like, I got to get a selfie with you guys. So I got a selfie with uh, both of them. And, uh, Scout but, yeah. and Frodo? Scout and Frodo. I got uh -huh. a little selfie with them on either side, and – they're so unassuming, amazing rock star people in the hiking community. And yeah. Uh, yeah. If you haven't if you haven't read his book, Journeys North, I highly recommend it. It is it is outstanding. And right. it really gave me a sense of life on the on the long trail because you know he his trail family, he knew every intimate detail, but they didn't always hike all together. You know, they were you know, a couple of days ahead, a couple of days behind, they caught up in towns and, and then, you know, everybody's hiking their own hike and doing their own thing. But, you know, over the course of 2,600 miles, you know, it was a, you know, they were in constant contact with each other, which was kind of, it, it, it better defined the trail family concept for me. So anyone that's listening, when we talk about trail families, everybody kind of does a trail family thing a little bit differently and they do it their own way. But I got to tell you, hike your own hike. If you get stuck in, I got to keep up with this group or this person, or I got to fall back and wait on this person or this group, don't do it. Hike your own hike. It'll all work out. Um, so none of us, so on the AT, we never hiked together. Like I got up early um, and I would take off and sometimes a couple of them would catch me and pass me, but we always were like, hey, I'm going to probably eat lunch here. And then there'd be like a ABC of where we're going to stop based on weather, based on terrain, you get to some place, we kind of meet up like, ah, let's go another five miles or whatever. But we generally camped together every night. Um, that's how we did it. But we did, you know, a lot of the people had boyfriends or girlfriends. So they'd be like, hey, I'm out for two days. Uh, I got to hike ahead to so meet this person. Then they would hike faster, you know, for a few days to catch up. So we were never like this. It's not like every day you hike in a line, like you're marching. That's not the way it is. It's like, do your own thing. And it's kind of better. Like you don't want to be like, I like to be out by myself, like just hiking, enjoying mm -hmm. it. And then you get together and you're like, Hey, did you see that bear? Did you see that moose? Or no, I didn't. I missed it. You know, it's, so yeah, it's not a core group just marching up a hill. Right, right. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to pin Ginger Balls down on top five moments from his 2018 Ooh. AT hikes. If we can, if we can refine it down to five. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right okay. back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water, using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going. 
knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. Hey, Hiker Trash, this is Ginger Balls. You're listening to the John Frickin' Mir Podcast. And welcome back, talking to Ginger Balls about his 2018 AT hike. And we're going to hear from him right now about the top five moments from that hike for him. What do you have? All right. Well, one's got to be the start. So you show up at Amalekola Falls. Anybody doing the AT, you've got to do Amalekola Falls. Don't skip it. you got to do that. So, um, you know, the check-in. You talk to the ranger, it tells you how to poop in the woods, you know, all that blah, 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 blah. But then you do the stairs, the falls, and eight miles later, you're exhausted and you get to the start of the Appalachian Trail. So that was a kick in the pants. Um, so, yeah, definitely that one. Um, second one, these are in no particular order. So okay. I'll just say the finish, of course. Mm-hmm. So a buddy of mine from Virginia Beach drove all the way up from Virginia Beach just to do those last uh, five miles to Katahdin. Met my trail family and my buddy Buzz hiked that last five miles. He got to do Katahdin. And, you know, the, that last five miles up to Katahdin is almost uh, a compilation of the entire trail. Kind of starts out meandering. Um, you have some waterfalls. You have some bridges. You have some rock climbing. You have just exposure. That last five miles is like the entire Appalachian Trail condensed. Um, so that would be number two. Okay. Um, number three, New York City. Okay. So from the AT, you can take a train straight into New York City. Um, so you go from being out for five days, stinky, smelly, looking like hiker trash that you are at that point, and you show up in Grand Central Station, which, you know, this is pre-COVID. So a million people just ever going everywhere. You're like, what's going on? And uh, my daughter's boyfriend knew a pitcher for the Mets, and the Mets and Yankees were playing. So my, my trail family and I got tickets to the Mets-Yankees at Yankee Stadium, and we are straight hiker trash. <laughs> in the, uh, yeah it was okay so that's number three so you took in a Mets Yankees game while on the Appalachian Trail that's awesome we, we did and uh <laughs> so we did um so we rolled into New York City early in the morning we did Chinatown we dried our tents in Central Park because it rained the night before we, we did 
everything you can do in New York City in 24 hours, didn't sleep, probably walked more that day in New York City, in Manhattan, than on a typical day on the trail. So that was pretty cool. Um, so that was number three. Was that four or three? Just three. That was three. Um, I'm going to say the mile 500. Mile 500. You know, there's a little sign and it's like, I hiked 500 miles. I wasn't a through hiker at that point. Didn't know what I was doing. And I'm like, I just hiked 500 miles. So that's pretty much rolling into Damascus for trail days. So that's number four, trail days. On AT, don't miss trail days. It's insane. It's a party. It's Damascus, Virginia. Um, completely insane. All if, right. you're, if, you're, if you're a hiker trash and you're a th- go to trail days. You trail will days. love it. Trail days in Damascus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then I got to come up with number five. Uh, yeah, one more. Mm. So I really liked um, the Green Mountains of – well, I like the White Mountains of New Hampshire, but I like the Green Mountains of uh, Vermont. Extremely beautiful. A lot of mud. Um, so, yeah, I, it exposed me to a different part of the country than I was used to. So – Really like that. Okay. So that yeah. last one's not as exciting as the other ones, but there you it's go. still still good. I mean, the, those yeah. sites are are emblazoned upon your your memory. So, uh, what would what would uh, a top Mount Katahdin ginger balls say to uh, the ginger balls who was just walking up to Springer Springer Mountain? Mm, what okay. advice uh, would you would you look back and give yourself if you had the chance? You made the right decision. That's what I'd say. Yeah. You made that hundred percent. That is exactly what you needed to do. Yeah. Nice. Nice. All right. If, if you don't mind, I'd like to continue chronologically. Let's talk about the PCT the next year. Oh yeah. So you, you just finished the AT and did you immediately know I'm going to do all three. I'm going to be a triple crowner. No, I was like, I'm never hiking again. I'm broken. <laughs> My body is broken and screw you guys. I never, no, I can't do this again. That's right. You said, you said when you finished the AT that you were pretty, you were, you were pretty beat up. I mean, what, what tell, tell us about your physical and mental condition uh, at the end of, of 2,200 miles. So mentally I was like, okay, I just sold all my stuff. I don't have a job. What am I doing? I have no plan. Like, and I being a military guy, I'm used to having a plan. So here I am. I'm like, I have no plan. I don't even have a car, right? So I go back to Virginia Beach, and uh, I have really great friends. Um, and I'm not going to mention all of them because I, if I do, I will forget somebody. And, and then you'll be in trouble. Yeah. But you mm-hmm. guys are all awesome. Um, and then I saw a job offer in Colorado, and I said, yeah, I'm going to move to Colorado. Everybody's like, you're crazy because you don't know anybody there. And what are you going to do? And it all worked out. So I came to Colorado and where I'm at now, uh, this is my third season here. So this is my recovery place from, from, from hiking. Um, so I moved to Colorado, started recovering, got stronger, did a lot of snowboarding, got healthier. And I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna go hike the PCT. So that's how I made the decision. But when I finished the AT, I was like, no, I'm done. I'm one, I'm one, one and done. 
so let's talk about the timeline there. What, what month did you finish the AT? I finished on September 6th. Okay. And when did you start the PCT? April 3rd. Okay. So in seven months time, you picked up everything, moved to Colorado, kind of rejuvenated, healed, and decided I'm going to do the PCT. I probably decided to do the PCT within three months. Okay. Maybe two after like I started healing. I started missing it. You know, people talk about uh, trail depression, post trail depression. Right. Um, I wouldn't define it as that. You're just missing what you had and you just got to find, you either find it where you, you go to after that, or you go back to it. You know? So I don't, I don't, describe it as post-trail depression um i just think you know what you're missing and so you decide to go back or you move on so i was here in colorado i was loving it but i was like all right i'm getting stronger i'm starting to feel better like ooh, pct looks amazing let me apply for a permit so i applied for a permit i got it and it's like i'm in boom nice and so um Take us through the logistics of how, how much planning did you do ahead of time? And did, uh, what gear changes did you make from your, your trip on the AT? And how'd you get down there? So military-wise, I'm an extreme planner. Hiking-wise, I'm not that much of a planner because I want the experience. So that's kind of the transition for me from military to civilian. Um, You've got a bit I, of the uh, yin, yin and yang in you. You've got, you kind of got, kind of got this, this combo. That's uh, that's very interesting. Well, well, I, so I enjoy that. Yeah. I, I think it's a challenge. Like, let me challenge myself. Like, okay, I didn't plan every single day out, which would never work. Anybody's doing this, never right. plan every single day, live in the moment, do it. Um, so I did send myself a lot of packages on the PCT, which I didn't do on the AT. I just showed up and like, Oh, I got three days of food. Let's go. And then I figured it out. PCT, I bought a lot of, you know, bulk foods that I liked, mailed them out. So I had packages, uh, wasn't a complete resupply. Like I still needed stuff along the way. Um, I've done, here's how I've done my resupply on the fly, Amazon mailed packages, called family. Like I need to send me now. So, you know, kind of a mixture of logistics, uh-huh. which I love because, um, but Amazon's did, amazing. I'm not, did you a, employ, did you employ all of those strategies on one particular trail or is that different from trail to trail? Was that, was that a, a strategy the whole way along or you used multiple? I learned, I learned that along the way. Okay. And, and so now like even the CDT this year, we'll get to that. Um, I mail myself six packages. Cause I was like, all right, what if I don't finish? Cause you don't want to spend all the money on the other, you know? Um, so you kind of start out, you send yourself stuff and then, cause you get tired of things too. Things you think are amazing in the winter when you're just sitting in a room snowboarding and working, you're like, Oh yeah, I'd love this. And then like later you're like, why'd I do that? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Variety. Got to have variety. Got to change things up a little bit. Otherwise, you'll never look again at a, a payday bar like you did before. I, I, okay, I can't. I, I'll never eat a payday <laughs> again, <laughs> ever. 
I'm done. All right. So, um, how did, how did the PCT differ than the AT? Um, one, I was, uh, an accomplished through hiker. So I thought I knew everything that's dangerous. All right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, I think your second trail is the most dangerous one. Cause you're, you're, you're a fucking rock star, right? You know, everything, all these noobs, all, you know, whatever. I got this. Um, and I will say it might've bit me in the ass a little bit. So early on, just crushing miles, meeting amazing people, love it. But I made some mistakes. Um, my group, my trail family, um, we all went into the Sierra way early. And in 2019, that was Snowmageddon. You know, everybody's like, don't go in, you'll die. And we all came together at um, right before the Sierra and kind of said, yeah, I, I can't think of the name. Sorry about Mo- that. Mojave or, or no, no. Kennedy um, Meadows? Kennedy Meadows. Yeah. So we all came together in Kennedy Meadows. And we spent like three days. My daughter came out. She met a bunch of the trail family, um, little Skittle, Jader, you know, all of us. We kind of weren't a solid trail family. We were kind of going in and out. Mm-hmm. And um, we went in on the same day, Mother's Day. And uh, it just started dumping snow. Probably the toughest eight days of my life. Like it was post holing, sleeping on snow. And my, um, so I got, I got, I got frostbite and almost lost a couple of toes. So I'd take three weeks off the trail. Went back down to LA with my daughter. Um, first time ever, but a hundred percent, my fault, my mistake, multiple mistakes. Um, cause you make one mistake. It kind of compounds itself when you get in extreme situations. Mm-hmm. And I know that from past experience. I didn't recognize it. And so almost lost a toe, a couple toes, didn't lose any toes. Um, I don't have the most beautiful toes anyway. So um, there, there goes your foot modeling days. No, yeah, no more foot modeling. <laughs> so what, take us through that. What, uh, where exactly were you when this took place and what were some of the mistakes just so our, our listeners can, can learn? Yeah, no, I'd love to share this. And what was the, and what was the exit strategy? How'd you get out of there? Ooh, okay. So we go in from Kenny Meadows, go in uh, and eight days on our pack, you know, ready for like probably hike seven days, um, go through, you know, all the passes, get to uh Kearsarge pass. And that's where we're coming out. And I noticed my toes were a little black, but I, I thought I broke them. Cause I, I climbed Mount Whitney the wrong, like the wrong way. It was just kick stepping in cause it was snowstorms. There's no trail. I'm like, Oh, I, I broke my toes kick stepping you know, into ice and then got to the top. I did summit, um, which was dumb. Um, anyway, should never have done that. So kids never do that. Um, in a snowstorm, but I got down and I was like, man, my toes are black. Like what's going on. It was only like four toes. So it wasn't all of them. And then, um, just, just four out of the 10. Right. So we come out of Kearsarge pass. And so it's me and like 10 of us we were kind of in and out. We weren't all together every night, but in and out trail family. And we go into Lone Pine. So I'm going to take two days off, 
And once I get down to 3,000 feet from 14 and 12,000 feet, my blisters blow up like crazy. So it's, I don't know what the medical condition is, but somebody walked by and like, oh, you got frostbite. I'm like, no, I'm fine. I wasn't fine. So I went back in two days later, big storm, got stuck in. And uh, I'm like, I, this isn't good. So I climbed back out in the storm and called my, my son's mother-in-law who happened to live in Mammoth. And uh, she came and picked me up. And then she's like, oh, yeah, you're not in a good shape. Went back down to L.A. Doctor's like, I'm going to have to cut that toe off if you don't do what I tell you. So re- recovered for three weeks and then went right back in and finished the trail. And wow. caught my trail family. And you came out of Kearsarge or you came through Lone, Lone Pine? Yeah. So Kearsarge uh, goes down then I had to go south to Lone Pine. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then I, you were saying that, uh, you know, you're experienced through hiker, you knew, you knew it all. And I, I have, I have found out in my life, just when you think you've got things figured out, that's when life, life kicks you in the butt. Well, that's when you're the most dangerous. Yeah. You know, when you've done something and you're like, Oh no, I got this. And that's, that's the most dangerous. So that's one thing. That's a lesson the trail taught me like, Hey, step back. You're not as good as you think you are. There's a lot to learn out there. And, you know, I, even a second through hike, I'm still a newbie. We're doing a lot of mountaineering and people that do that all the time, um, you know, probably would have laughed at me if they saw me. Um, so that's one thing, you know, mountains don't care. <laughs> mountains yeah, do not care. They do not. And when you no. got to the Sierras and you're in all that snow, did you, did you end, did you end up flip-flopping? I know that some people will, you know, when they become snowbound and, and realize that there's no way through, they will go further north and, and then come back later and finish that section. Did you do that or did you go straight through? No. So 2019 is a very interesting year. A lot of people, like nobody knew what to do because the Sierra were extremely dangerous, a ton of snow. Um, there was a core group that went through and hiked the entire thing. I skipped 150 miles. So after Kearsarge, you know, my medical issues, when I came back, I skipped 150 miles and then kept going, caught my trail family. And then after we finished, I went back and did that 150 and it was the most chill, fun time because I had no agenda and it was summer and there's great people out there. And I just kind of was like, all right, you know, 150 miles. Let's just, how long does it need to take? I, you know, whatever I need to do. Right. Now the PCT is 2,600 miles. And I think if you if you had not gone back and done those 150, nobody would begrudge you that. Would would you have been able to uh, to to live with yourself if you had no. done all but 150 miles, or is it part no. of your personality? No. You got to put boot on every 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 part of that path. So I, I wouldn't say boot on every step, but no, I had to go back and do that section. Um, I, I wanted to see it. It was a beautiful section, and I knew I, it'd be. A, extremely different than what I went through the first time. And I met some incredible people. I want to tell this story real quick. So go right ahead. Um, I'm, I'm hiking it. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to finish it. And I get to a campsite and there's these bougie ass campers. Like they have the best of everything, the best food. And I'm like, where are you guys from? And they're like, LA. 
I'm like, no shit. Okay. Got it. You're, they're out for three days, but we're having a good time. And I'm like, they're, they're hearing my story and they're like, Oh my God, but I want to hear their story. Turns out it's uh, the band bad religion. No uh, way. Well, like two, like two people, like um, I don't want to mention their names, but a couple of them and their wives and they love the fact that I didn't recognize them. <laughs> we were just dirty hikers. But after the fact on Instagram, we all started like, I'm like, dude, how come you didn't tell me you're bad religion? Like, are you serious? <laughs> so that's my, maybe that's my fifth story or my fifth uh, cool thing or whatever you asked me before. Um, well, the, the five cool things, that was just for the AT. Now we're on to the, I'm glad you brought that up. We're now onto the top five list for the PCT. Oh, man. So okay. we got bad religion, meeting bad religion. That's one. Yes. And those, hey, Brett, Brett Gerwitz, uh, that, I'm going to throw that, drop that name. Amazing dude. Like, yeah, just chills. Just wants to, you know, and uh, hiked with him. Um, hey, Brett, Brett, if you're listening to the pod, hit me up on social media. We'll connect. Uh, we'll have you on the episode and you can tell, tell us about the time you met Ginger Balls. Yes. All right. Let's do that <laughs> little electronic handshake. All right. So five things. So that's one on the PCT. Um, it's got to be the start, man. So I lived in SoCal in the military for 10 years. I was, I was in Coronado. And I really didn't know what the PCT was. I, I mean, I think somebody probably told me. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's dumb. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> um, I want to do the AT. Oh, who cares about the PCT? But um, so the start's amazing. Because I'm walking through all these areas I used to ride my road bike on. So the start was very special for me there. Because it was, was kind of close to home um so that's two three would be when you get to northern well the sierra i mean that's everybody's looking for the sierra mm -hmm. you're going through the desert and everybody's like the sierra the sierra the sierra and it's it's gorgeous so so the sierra all together is number three yeah okay all right all and when you went through the sierra i know there's a lot of snow but was there a particular part of the sierra that was uh caught your fancy more than more than other parts yeah so um i'm gonna say when we went over um what's the highest what's the highest pass forester forest forest yeah so the lead up to forester so i caught up with my trail family and we're like we're gonna do this and the morning we started the hike we were gonna start at like 4 a.m and my boots had frozen, my shoes had frozen. I don't wear boots or wear shoes. I couldn't get them on. So for 30 minutes, I'm beating them. So it's that cold, right? I'm like, oh, you guys go ahead. I'll catch up. And leading up to it, I see them. There's no trail. And there's five of them. And this kid's from, like, the Netherlands, just super strong, 24, just, like, follow me, just, like, got this. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, all right, there's, there's my team. I'm going to catch them. And I caught them at the top of the pass. And we look out, and it, it's just nothing but snow. I and mean, it is the most amazing thing. Like, no human should have been there to survive. And five of us are standing up there just like, holy shit, this is crazy. Um, so Forrester was – we did it insanely. Yeah, and I've got and some I, things I, I can share with you. I like to pin you down in the Sierras just because, uh, you know, my experience, a lot of my experience has been on, on the John Muir trail, which, you know, Ooh. 
is a subsection of the, of the PCT that uh, winds its way through the Sierras and it's just absolutely gorgeous up there. So that was, that was number three. What, uh, get, you got two left. All right. Um, I gotta say once I got to Northern California, so my experience in California was all Southern California, LA to San Diego, you know, that area getting to Northern California and you, um, you start picking up the like Mount Shasta. Mm -hmm. So you see Mount Shasta in the distance and, um, from anybody that's into the Hindu religion, um, I'm not, but I found this very fascinating. Mount Shasta is the seventh chakra on earth. So a lot of people from India go to Mount Shasta, California to experience and they think all life comes from Mount Shasta. Wow. Where are the other six chakras? All over the world, dude. I, I don't yeah. hold me to that. Like Peru, <laughs> England. Like, I mean, they're all over. But got it's it. the base chakra. So just like in your body, you got chakras. Right. It's the base chakra. So okay. Google that. And, that's good to know. That's, that's another reason to get out there. Dude. And Mount Shasta is a crazy town, too. A lot of crystals and stuff. Yeah, it's not too far from weed, I believe. Are we talking about the town? The town of weed, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, um, so once you leave there, you just start picking up these volcanoes, okay? And your whole hike is you're looking at this volcano in the distance that just rises up, and you go straight to it, and then you go around it. And then you pick up another one and you got another one behind you, the sisters, and just, you just keep doing that. And it, it's amazing. Like you always have that point of reference, but it's just, it's this amazing cone of snow and awesomeness in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Was that number four? Oh, it could have been five. I'll let yeah. you have another one if you've got another one. Oh, I got one more. Okay. One more. Go for it. All right. So I got to tell you about my finish. Okay. Um, so the trail family got a little smaller by then. I think it was four of us on that last day. And we had kind of been like this. So it was Jader, uh, Lil Skittle, and uh, uh, his Instagram is Maverick. But what's – fuck. All right. Sorry, dude. It'll I'll come to you. On that. It'll come to you. Yeah, it will. Um, so we all managed – so – Little Skittle I met on day one. And I bet we camped five nights the entire trail together. First day you're together and last day you're together? Last That's day we're together. That's amazing. It never happens. She, she talked about this on another podcast. It's like that never happens. And so we're, we're camping that last, that last day. And um, I got up early and I left them. And I did that last three miles down to the finish. Because I, I, wanted, I wanted this on my own, right? So I did my selfies, set the camera, got my finish pics, and I hiked back. So they were all going into Canada. When you finish the PCT, you have two options. You hike into Canada another eight miles, and there's a park, and you get a ride, and you come back down the five and whatever. Or you hike 30 miles back. Well, I didn't plan properly. Um, as a military guy, it's embarrassing, but I didn't plan. I didn't have my pass or my uh, passport so I was like hey guys I'll meet you at trail days tomorrow and they're like you're insane but anyway I finished and on my way back I 
did selfies with all these people. So those three, and then there were so many more people that day that were finishing and I took selfies with, and it was just amazing. We like, it was, it was a great end because the hardest thing about finishing a trail, you get to the end and it's like, okay, now what? Everybody goes back to their lives. Mm-hmm. You spent four to six months with these people and you're, that's your lives and you finish and it's like, Ooh, everybody goes, everybody has to go back to their own reality. And that's, that's tough. It's very yeah. tough. Yeah. And 99% of these people you'll, you'll never see again in real life. Right. Uh, uh, I make an effort to see them. Okay. I do. I do. I've met. Good. Yeah. I mean, I'm in Colorado in a pretty cool place and I'm always like, come ski, come snowboard. And I've reconnected with some really cool people from the trail, you know, but both sides got to make an effort, Mm -hmm. but even the ones that we don't reconnect at any time, you know, we can always reach out to each other and uh, whatever you need, you know. Great. Lifetime connections. That's awesome. Definitely. Now you started in April and what, what month did you finish? I finished on September, hang on, September 5th. September 5th. Have you ever heard of the document? No, 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 I'm sorry. Okay. August 15th. August 15th. Wow. Okay. Yes, because Trail Days was on the 16th in Cascade Lock. So yeah, August 15th. August 15th. So that was, uh, what, about four months or less? It's four months, yeah. Yeah. Good solid four months. Yeah, what was your high mileage day? 44 on July 4th. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And it was miserable. It was horrible. And, uh, oh, man, what's her name? All right, anyway, I was hiking with two other people. And, uh, yeah, we all met, and the mosquitoes are just coming in. We're like, this is the worst July 4th ever. Like, there's no fireworks. We were just like, let's go. And so we did 44 on July 4th. Yeah. How many hours of, of, of the 24 was that um, of hiking? So probably getting up at like 4.30 a.m. and then hike until 5.30, whatever time it gets dark, you know? Okay. Yeah. So 44 miles and basically 13 hours. That's, uh, yeah. that's, that's nuts. But by then you're strong. Like we're in Oregon. Right. So you're like, you know, you feel like a right. rock star. You can do, yeah. Right. So you went uh, from, from Campo to uh, the Canadian border up there uh, in four months. You left in April, got there August 15th. Yeah. Um, there is a documentary out there. I want to get your reaction to it. It's called Snow to Sand. And it's about these two guys who hiked the PCT from Canada down to Campo. And they started in October. Okay, that's a rough start. It was the first successful completion, southbound completion in the winter of the yeah, PCT. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a winter PCT. Yeah. Okay, they're insane. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, they suffered. They did a lot of suffering. I, yes. I need, to, I need to look that up. Yeah, they talk about the suffering. They, they actually did do a lot of suffering, but they, you know, they're, they're, everybody told them, you're, you're crazy. You're going to die. The last time it was attempted, uh, you know, they found the bodies in the spring. But yeah. uh, these guys had had the skills and the grit, and they got it done. It was it was incredible. Well, it's more grit and gear. 
Great in gear, I'd say. Is uh, if you have the right gear, there's never bad weather. Mm-hmm. All right. So, do you have a favorite of the two, AT or PCT? Of the two. Yeah, um, of the two. We're not. We're not. We're not quite yet to the CDT. Um. I mean, the AT special because it's my first. Yeah. I mean that. You know, I had no idea what I was doing. I suffered when I shouldn't have suffered. Um, but the beauty of the PCT, I mean, seriously. So I wouldn't say you don't hike the AT for the beauty. You hike for the experience, um, for the struggle, but the PCT is beautiful. Yeah. So I, I, sounds like it's close, but you would give the edge to the, no, no. no. So here's what I'm going to say. Okay. All three, Every all every trail has its own soul, and I I can't compare any trail to the other because they all they're all different, and you love them for different reasons. He's like, do you have kids? I do. I have three, as a matter of fact. Okay, you have three kids. Yeah. Okay, there you go. You love each kid differently, right? You love them for different reasons. That's correct, yeah. You don't love any kid more than – and that's how I feel about these three trails. Yeah. yeah. And, and just like the trail, they all piss me off occasionally. Oh, and they hurt you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they hurt you, and they make you happy. So, yeah. there you go. That is a great analogy, Ginger Balls. Fantastic. Thank you. I, yep. Yeah, I just pulled that on my ass. Yeah, <laughs> nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to hear about this CDT hike uh, 2020. Uh, he's made reference to it a couple of times. So I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what this, what this trail is all about. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. This is Brett Gravlin from team curl. You're listening to the John freaking mirror pod. And welcome back. We're talking to Ginger Balls, or if you're in the more formal circles, it's uh, Lieutenant Commander Ginger Balls. And we've heard from him about his uh, 2018 AT hike, his 2019 PCT hike, and now we're getting to the 2020 CDT hike. You did it. You did your triple crown in three consecutive years. That's really impressive. Well, um, I got to say that you know, being retired military, that allows me some freedom to do that. So, um, but once I did the AT and then I did the PCT, I was like, well, you can do one and be done, but you can't do two and not do the third. So I was kind of, I had, I kind of had to do it this year. Had to do it. Yep. After the AT, you said you were done three months later, you said, okay, I'm gonna do the PCT. But once you've got two under your belt, I mean, there's, there's, no doubt you've got to do the third. You have to. You, you, yeah. cannot, you cannot ever say, say, I did, well, I did two, but not the third. No. Yeah, and especially if you, you know, a bit obsessive compulsive and you've got to do those last 150 miles, right? right. If, if that's going to get under your skin, unless you get that done, you're certain there's no way you can leave off the third. <laughs> that's a very good point. Thank you. <laughs> a, little bit right, about, so- my, a little bit about my personality. Yes. Okay. Thank you. 
So you, you said earlier that each of these trails, these long trails has its own soul. How would you describe the soul of the CDT? Because that, that one to me kind of has the most mystery about it. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of people who do the AT. A lot of people do, this, do the PCT. I think there are fewer people that, that do the, the CDT. Uh, a lot fewer. Um, and that's for a good reason. Um, number one, I just say it's beautiful. It's brutal. And it's remote. Remote as fuck. Um, can I use that language? Sure. I, I'll, I'll put the little explicit marker on the, uh, on the podcast episode. That's okay. fine. That's fine. Sorry about that. Um, oh, we're, it's it, okay. It, we're, we're among friends. All right. It, it shocked me. Um, and my, my uh, recommendation for anyone who want to do a through hike is do not do the CDT first. Um, you know, would you, would you say that if you do the CDT first, there's very little chance that you'll be a triple crowner? Cause it'll, it'll break your soul. Yeah. I, I, yes. But there are people that have done it. So I don't want to say that. Like I'm not the authority on that. Like everybody's right. different, but from my perspective, if I had done this CDC first one, I probably wouldn't have finished it. And then I'd be like, yeah, I'm never hiking again. That's me. Um, but there's some people that do the CDT first and I did meet people out on trail um, this year and they were hiking for the first time. I'm like, okay, you are crazy and you got balls and love it. I hope you finish. Um, but yeah, do the other trails first. Have some good times. The CDT really tests you in so many different ways. And just to, just to clarify for our listeners, Appalachian Trail is uh, just under 2,200 miles between Springer Mountain and Mount Katahdin in Maine. So from Georgia to Maine, Pacific Crest Trail is about 2,650 miles, and it goes from Mexico to Canada. The CDT, which stands for the Continental Divide Trail, is 3,100 miles between Mexico and Canada, and it it follows the Continental Divide uh, and through the Rocky Mountains. All right, so I want to give everybody a disclaimer, and I never knew this before I hiked this trail. Okay. The CDT is kind of find your own way. So it's not a defined trail like the AT is. The AT is the only continuous footpath in the United States. PCT is really close to that. CDT is not. So when you're hiking, um, there's some spots you'll come to and there's alternates. And you can do the alternates and you still hike the CDT. Um, This is something I learned on the CDT. What I don't like about that is you can choose alternates to make the trail very, a lot easier. Yeah. Are some of of the alternates actual like road walking? Oh, there's a lot of road walking. Yeah. And, and some of the CDT is as well, but there are some parts where you can go up really high mountains and suffer, or you can do a road walk. So I tried to do the most traditional Continental Divide Trail I could. And if I took an alternate, it was because it was going to be an awesome, beautiful thing I wanted to see. So, you know, I did the Gila High Route. Um, I did the Wind River Range, which you don't do the traditional CDT. Do the Wind River Range because it's amazing. Um, 
so you run into that. So when you say 3,100 miles, every you could probably do it. I wish I knew what the minimum mileage was, but I bet it's around 2,600 minimal mileage if you took all the alternates. Mm-hmm. So I want to do the CT again, CDT again, so I could do sections that I didn't do this year. You know, uh, just to see the beauty of it. Right. Right. And I, I am certainly no one to begrudge anybody who's done a 2,600, 3,000 mile. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, long hike. But I, my, my opinion for whatever, however much that matters to anybody, my opinion would be if I'm doing the continental divide trail, I'm not going to take a, a flat road to avoid the, uh, the high stuff. I mean, that's, that's why I'm out there. I want to, I, I want to experience that. So that's how I felt this entire year. So it was like do I either road walk 30 miles or do 110 in the mountains. I'm like, no, I just want to see the mountains. Like who wants to walk on a road? Like you can do that anywhere. So, um, so just to be clear for everybody, 3,100 miles, anybody that, uh, and I didn't know this until I started the CDT, you, you figure it out along the way. It's like, there's all these alternates and, each alternate is special in its own way. Got it. Got it. And so, yeah, what, uh, what, what were some of the more spectacular moments or more like, what have I gotten myself into moments on the CDT? We heard um, about the, the frostbite story on the PCT. We, we heard about the, uh, the early goings-ons on the, uh, the AT. What, do, you have, do you have any moments like that on, on the CDT? All right, so the CDT starts in the boot hill of New Mexico. So Google that, and you'll see on a map where the boot hill is. It'll it'll make sense. So I left um, Durango, Colorado on uh, on a Greyhound. No, on a flight. And I flew to Albuquerque. And then from Albuquerque, I took a Greyhound down to Lordsburg, New Mexico, has anybody been to Lordsburg, New Mexico? I don't know. This is the first okay. time I've heard of it. All right. So it's on the I-10. So if you're driving the I-10 down there, go to Lordsburg. Not a whole lot there. Um, and then an amazing dude whose wife runs a hotel down there said, I will take you to the start of the CDT. So from Lordsburg, you think you're in the most southern part of the United States. You're not. He took me 85 miles south on dirt roads to get to the start. The start of the CT is insane. Um, but he, his car couldn't get all the way. So he dropped me off three miles north of the border or the start. And it's like 4 p.m. I'm like, all right, I got this. So I hiked south four miles, got to the border, did my selfies at sundown, and then went like a half mile and just set up camp like, all right, this is it. And that border, there's no wall. It's a barbed wire fence that's been run over by cows and nobody cares about a border in that little area. Uh-huh. It's pretty amazing. But you got a little little statue, take your selfie. And uh, then you got to do 85 miles of the desert and there's no trail. There, there's no trail. You're in the desert. The only people you're going to see is Border Patrol. And they're going to roll up on you. And if you speak English, they're like, hey, have a good day. If you don't, you know, it might be a little different story. Um, so that first couple days, then you get back to Lordsburg where you started. Mm -hmm. And, um, so 
I would say that's a, that's a very interesting experience for anybody that's going to hike the CDT. Is that why you said don't start with the CDT? I mean, if you, if, if that was your impression or your understanding of what hiking oh. the long hike is that, uh, you know, if that was your first time out there just finding your way in the desert with no visible trail, that'd be something. I no, I think people be like, this is stupid. How am I going to get to Canada? If the whole way is this to Canada, <laughs> you're never going to make it. Never. So, but people have, they yeah. figured it out, but no, I was like, okay, I've done two trails. All right, I'll figure this out. And then it's, yeah, it's not a well-defined trail in that section. So, um, so that's number one, right? Okay. Number one. Uh, number two, no particular order. No particular order. You just name right. stuff off. Here. Um, Drinking out of the worst water sources of my life and surviving. Having to shoo hundreds of cows away from a water source that they've shit all around. Sorry, Jesse. That, that's okay. You're okay. Having to pu push them around, gathering water and looking at it, filtering it three times, and it still tastes like shit and dirt. But the next day, you're like, oh, I survived. No problem. Pretty gritty, huh? So that is a lot of the way. So all, most of New Mexico and also part of uh, Wyoming, you're going to experience that. Water sources are not the best ever, no. It, did, you, did you scout out on a map or did you mark on a map you know, where the water locations would be prior to? Or is this just you figuring it out on the trail? You just figure it out. Okay. But here's the problem. So in some points you walk past one cow pond, you're like, no, I'll go to the next one. It's gotta be better. <laughs> and the next not. one's no better. Oh. Next one's no better. At some point you're like, okay, I have to drink water. At some point you're thirsty enough that you got it. You got it. Yeah. Go. So, um, so that is, that is one of the harder things on the, on the CDT water. And you didn't run into that on the PCT or the AT. Oh no, I was drinking from, I was drinking from the mountain. Yeah. On those, like crystal yeah. clear. Okay. Um, all right, so those are negative things. So let's talk about some positive things. Okay. The Wind River Range is the one of the most amazing places in the United States. Um, and you, the people you're gonna meet in there are amazing because they didn't just park their car and walk in there. They parked their car and hiked at least 15 miles to get in there. And they have to have food and they have to have 50 miles back out. So Wind River Range, uh, number three. Actually, it's my number one thing on the CDT, but out of this, you know, number three thing. Got it. Um, yeah, I've heard from a couple of other guests on the pod who have had experiences in the Wind River Range, and it sounds amazing. It was also my most challenging part because going over knapsack coal. Um, so it's at the end of Wind River Range going back into the CDT. Um, probably I made some big mistakes there uh, trying to get over that knapsack coal. Um, but I survived, but probably scared myself more than I should have on that. But uh, okay. we'll go over that. All right. Um, 
Bob Marshall Wilderness. Bob Marshall Wilderness? Yes. Okay. All right. So I, I have not heard of that one. Where where is that located? So it's up in uh, Wyoming, uh, Montana. Highest concentration of grizzly bears. Did, yes. you, did you see any? Oh, yeah. So when you're hiking, you carry your bear spray like it's a handgun. Okay? You're always ready to pull it out. Always. So you've got, I pulled you've got, mine out. You've got it on a holster on your belt or? Basically, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But the, the problem is it's one shot. So if you blow your load when you shouldn't have, five miles later you run to another grizzly bear, that's a problem. That could be a problem. Mm -hmm. So I pulled mine out many, many times. I never executed, never, ne never, never pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. So um, saw a few grizzlies. I was never scared enough to, you know, uh, spray them. But that's an amazing animal. It's a large animal with with uh, big teeth and and uh, big claws. Giant claws. Yeah, but huge. You know, the scariest thing on the trail, though, are uh, moose. I was just going to ask you, which, which was uh, scarier, grizzly bear or a moose? So I, I, I'm more familiar with moose, so I'm, I'm more uh, respectful for their ability to uh, do some damage. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot here in Colorado, a lot in Wyoming, Montana. You know, they're all over the place. Um, actually, I took some... Uh, to work i took some guests on a hike today and we're not supposed to find moose on the hike because they're dangerous but we saw a moose so these these ladies i took on the hike were like oh my god it's a moose so it was pretty cool um so tell us what is that your day job these days you are uh, you're you're guiding uh, hikes out there in Colorado? um so my I, i've got a couple jobs so um i'm a snowboard ski instructor at winter park okay um, and then I'm also a lifeguard at indoor pool and I take guests on hikes. So, yeah. So okay. today was a snowboard, uh, a snowshoe hike. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're, they're from Texas. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're not going to see animals, but here's some prints. And then I was like, Oh, there's a moose right there. <laughs> so these ladies got the, their money's worth. They, they got the full experience. Awesome. It never happens, but they got it today. So. Okay. So Bob, Bob Marshall, What's uh, you got one more, I think. Well, it's got to be the finish. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, this year we didn't get to go through Glacier like everybody gets to go. There's two finishes in Glacier. Um, uh, it was rerouted this year, and there's a lot of road walking. It was kind of anticlimactic, wasn't you know that cool. Um, finished with a kid that. Um, I'd heard about the entire trail. We'd never met. Caught him the last mile. And he's like, are you Ginger Balls? I'm like, yeah, you're so-and-so. And we were like, oh, cool. And his mom was there. So she gave me a ride that 30 miles back out to West Glacier. So could have been an extra day for me. Um, so I get to West Glacier. And it's kind of a very touristy little town, if you've ever been there. And I bought a six-pack of beer. And the hotel rooms were 400 bucks. I'm like, yeah, I don't need a hotel room. So I went behind a gas station, set up my tent in the woods, had a six pack, I'm texting everybody, I had Wi Fi. And everybody's like, oh, congratulations, Triple Crown, Triple Crown. What are you doing to celebrate? I'm like, 
I'm in a tent behind a gas station drinking a six pack. <laughs> it's the perfect end. So for anybody that's listening, when you do something like this, there's no finisher medal. There's no party. There's no finish line. It's all for you. And that was the perfect end for me. I was in my tent by myself. I had a cocktail and I'm texting. I had Wi-Fi and everybody's like, oh my God, amazing. But I'm like, it's the same thing I did last night when I was on the trail. I'm in a tent. I'm in the woods. So um, I thought that was a perfect ending for me. Yeah, I didn't want a big party. I didn't want friends, family, like, you know, whatever. No, it was like, that's the perfect end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. That's awesome. Incredible. I had a thought and I lost it. I'm going to go to, uh, I have an occasional co-host who uh, goes by the trail name Chopper. And I told Chopper I'd be talking to, uh, to Ginger Balls and talking to him about his Triple Crown experience and, and wanted to kind of solicit some questions from him. I kind of shared the outline of our episode. And yeah. so he has, a, he has a couple of questions for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. We'll start with a serious one. How, how has, uh, has global warming impacted the Triple Crown trails? So I wouldn't say global warming. I'd I, I use climate change. Okay. I like that better. Okay. Um, and, and I'm not a, a political guy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm right down the middle. Um, I think the planet is changing. And yes, yeah, you do see it. But, you know, this year, like here in Colorado, we're seeing minimal snow. But two years ago, we saw a huge amount of snow. So right. um, I, I just think as humans, we just got to adapt to whatever Mother Earth is going to throw at us. Mm-hmm. Okay. He also asks, uh, if, if he wanted to do the triple crown, what order do you recommend? I, I guarantee you're going to say, don't do the CDT first, but is there, um, is there a, is there a particular order you would recommend? I would, I, I would, I would say do it the way I did it. AT, PCT, CDT. And here's why I, I think the PCT kind of spoils you the beautiful views um you know it's great for cattle and horses so it's a little bit easier like if you want to get into through hiking do the at and it'll test you if you can survive that the rest is you know it'll set you up for success on the on the other ones okay and in true chopper fashion he is his last question is uh do you put ginger balls in a moscow mule mm, i like that all right <laughs> I don't. I, okay, I don't know how to answer that. I'm not but sure. That, I'm not. I'm not sure there's an answer to that. I, I want to have a cocktail with him though. Okay, and then, right. then we can decide. He's he's listening, and you know what? He's been out to Colorado several times. I think his daughter his daughter still lives out there, so it could be it could be a possibility of a meeting out there. Well, hey, I'm in uh, Winter Park, so if you guys come into the Fraser Valley, let's uh, let's have some cocktails. You got it. You got and go it. Go ride. Go ride the mountain. Mm-hmm. So what did what did you learn about yourself? Um, Through this whole experience, you, you, you said that uh, you found out who you wanted to be. Um, just as an example, you know, what I have I have not hiked any long trail close to what you have done, but just in my limited hiking experience, doing the JMT. Uh, just the, the power of incremental progress, the power to know that, you know, I can accomplish big things if I keep at it. 
and conquer it bit by bit. Um, any other similar revelations for you? Well, I think you, you, you hit on it right there. Like, don't quit. I mean, it's going to get tough. Like, through hiking is going to get tough. You're, you're going to shit on yourself. Maybe you never shit on yourself before. Um, how do you deal with that? Or you have a lot of pain and, or you have emotional issues that you, you think, I can't do this anymore. But you can and, you know, for anybody that's out there that's through hiking or thinking about through hiking, just don't quit. Unless, I mean, unless it's life-threatening, don't, don't quit. Just push yourself a little bit. Find out about who you are. Don't hike anyone else's hike. Hike your own hike. And has Ginger Balls found his limit yet? Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Uh, yeah. I'm going to keep hiking. I'm going to do some fun stuff this summer if I get this job that I'm applying for. Um, if I don't, I'm, I'm going to hike. You know, I'm looking at the Hey Duke. I'm looking at Pacific Northwest. I'm looking at Ice Age Trail. I mean, like, yeah, there's some good stuff out there. So um, I've heard about the first two. What is the Ice Age Trail? Uh, that's in Wisconsin. Yeah. So it kind of goes all through Wisconsin, north-south. And... Um, I don't know anything about it, but it's one of the 11 national scenic trails. So I think only like three people have done all 11. So I don't know. Is that a goal? Mm, maybe. maybe. I mean, it's not like a, it's, it's not an immediate goal, but yeah, I'd like to do all 11. Yeah. And are each of the triple crowners are, are, you know, Pacific Crest Trail, Appalachian Trail, Continental Divide Trail, are they three of the 11? There's three of the 11. Okay. So you've got three. I'm a baby. Your... I've only done three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> got, got some work to do there, but um, I got some other things I want to do too. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. Hey, Ginger Balls, you know where we are? Where are we? We're at that part of the episode where I say, what is your pro tip inside of the week? What, what tip or trick piece of advice can you give our listeners that are, that's going to make their next adventure even better? You know, I, I got to say, don't quit when it gets hard. Just don't quit. I see, I see a lot of people quit. Um, and everybody has their own reasons why they quit through hike. Right. So you start through hike and it's easy to come up with excuses in your mind or, Hey, you know, my, my ankle hurts, my, this hurts, or I have this going on at home or whatever, you know, do it for yourself. Don't quit, stick it through. And when you finish, you're going to feel amazing. And, uh, it's probably going to lead to the, that next through hike. And then that next one, cause you can do one, but you can't do two and not do all three. That's right. Very good. Now you, you were destroyed after the, the AT. Were you in yeah. similar physical and mental uh, disrepair at the end of the PCT and the end of the CDT? No. So, so I used to, I want to tell you this. I, I used to race uh, Ironman triathlon. And so one thing I learned from that was. I am just learning about this at the end of the episode that you used to run Ironman triathlon. I yeah, feel like yeah. that should have come out a little bit earlier. Sorry about balls. that. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a long time ago, so I don't okay. claim it anymore. Um, so one thing I learned from that is 
the more you push your body, you recover, push, recover, you realize what your body can do. Like you can do anything you really want. So through hiking is similar in the fact that, yeah, that first one wrecked me because my body's like, what are you trying to make me do? Then the second one's like, okay, got it, figuring it out. Third one, I'm like, wow, okay. Much easier. So your body's going to adapt to anything you put it through. You just got to stick with it. And like your body's going to be like, okay, I got it. One more question for you. Uh, long trail through hiking, more of a physical challenge or a mental challenge? Mm. So at this point for me, um, mental, when I first started physical. Okay. Well, when I first started physical and mental at the same time. So in that, I think that's a, a reason why a lot of people quit. Because that physical, mental, it's like, oh, I'm destroyed. Boom, boom. If you can hold on through that, your body's going to adapt and you just get your mind strong. Yeah. But now it's like, let's go. I'm ready. Like, I, I got the mental and the physical for through hiking. There's other things that I don't have that for. So let me go find that. All right. So there you have it. That's it. Season two, episode five is in the books. I hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Ginger Balls. I want to thank him for joining us this week. Jeebs, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures? So follow me on Instagram at hiking underscore ginger underscore B. I don't put the balls in there. But uh, yeah, I'm in Colorado. Anybody wants to come out and ski, snowboard, I'm here. Um love to see anybody and then next year i don't know maybe some whitewater rafting guiding or hiking um i'm looking at a couple options so we'll see all right best of luck in those ventures remember to check out the pod on social media as well we are on facebook youtube instagram and twitter if you have comments or clips you want to share you can send it to me at john at gmail.com Ginger Balls, I'm also looking to you to give our listeners your recommendation for a book, a movie, a documentary, a website, a YouTube channel that will keep them connected mm. to the outdoor adventures. Uh, we're calling this the Adventure Media Recommendation. Anything that uh, people can kind of take a look at and stay connected to the trail? Yeah, yeah. So uh, most of you probably already know, follow Darwin on the trail, a uh, friend of mine. So... He's doing amazing things, putting out videos, um, you know, his uh, Instagram and everything else. So all, all the social media is great. And uh, also look at uh, Lil Skittle, Rebecca on the trail. Um, met her on the PCT last year and she's killing it right now. Uh, I think you'd love her page. Um, she's doing great things. Shout out to Jader, uh, PB and Jade. And um Abgirko, right here. Follow these guys. Outstanding. Thank you very much. That is a wrap from the John Freakamere studio. Any final shout outs or thoughts, Ginger Balls? No. Thank you, John Freaking Mare Pod. Love you, you guys. You are welcome. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. Always remember the trail is the trail. It doesn't care if you want to go downhill, it doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite. The trail is the trail. Embrace and the don't suck. Care. And mountains don't care. Nice. Awesome. There you go.
anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.